Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back. We're all on cars, and we're here to help you. And you're there to help us. We really appreciate your calls because we learn as much or more from you than I think you learn from this show. So uh, don't be timid. We've got a, a telephone number here that I'd like you to write down early in the show because you probably don't have a question now. Uh, we're going to prioritize the call-ins, and that number is 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. For about 20 years now, We've been in South Florida, <clears throat> North Palm Beach area, and we've been trying to help you buy a car at retail from a car dealer. And that's a lot easier than it sounds. Uh, it is very difficult. Uh, we, 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 we tell you the tricks of the trade. Uh, we're car dealers in this studio. We're, we have a car dealership in North Palm Beach. And uh, we have been in the business for a long time. I've been in the business since 1968 as a retail car dealer. So I've been there and I've done that, so to speak. I used to do business uh, the same way the car dealers that are doing business now do business. And I evolved to where I am tonight, which, which I like to think I'm a transparent, honest guy uh, to give you a fair break and a fair price when I sell a car. So. That's another story. If you uh, want to read about it, you can buy my book, Earl on Cars. Uh, you can go to Earl on Cars, or you can go to Amazon.com and look up Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. That kind of tells my story about how I got where I am today. So I'm a consumer advocate, and the people in this room, Nancy Stewart, Rick Kearney, Stu Stewart, uh, we're, we're here to help you buy a car without being ripped off by a car dealer. Sounds a little crude, but uh, for you folks out there that maybe aren't aware of it, car dealers have been doing it wrong, retailing it in a very opaque, if that's the opposite of transparent manner, to trick and, and surprise you with hidden fees, junk fees, we call them now, uh, take advantage of you on the financing. So we're basically here to help you avoid that. Uh, you could go to our website, that's EarlOnCars.com. You can listen to the show. We have podcasts, we have uh, YouTube, uh, a lot of folks are streaming, and YouTube is the most popular uh, way to stream us, youtube.com forward slash or on cars. Uh, we have a huge following there. In fact, Rick Kearney, who is uh, sitting to my right here in the studio, he's our certified diagnostic master technician, and uh, he monitors the YouTube channel. He, he's, he's gotten to be buddies with a lot of these people, and we all have. We have some regular callers. They're outstanding, and uh, they do a lot of research. I, I thought I did a lot of research, and we all uh, try to prepare for the show each week, 
But uh, some of these folks out there, especially YouTube, uh, really come up with things I didn't know about. And that goes for everybody. Um, we have some uh, people that could boot, be doing the show. In a way, sometimes I feel like we're preaching to the choir because maybe the people that really need our help aren't listening. And we have a cure for that, too. It's called Earl's Vigilantes. And uh, I gave my hat away the other day, so I'll have to get another hat. But we even furnish you with a cap that says Earl's Vigilantes. And uh, if you want to see if there is a vigilante in your area, you go to earloncars.com, and you can find a list of all of Earl's Vigilantes. Now, a vigilante isn't, uh, there's a negative uh, slant. Especially in Florida. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good vigilantes, yeah. Good vigilantes, well, we're good vigilantes because we're here to help you locally. So if you're in Missouri or if you're in Pennsylvania uh, and there's not a vigilante near you, it's great to be able to talk to a vigilante who is in your market because he has a lot of local knowledge that you can't get otherwise. Vigilantes like in the sense of the old westerns. Yeah. Like a small, the the town folks need a a rebel, someone who is uh, reverent and will protect them. Yeah, forget about the negative connotation. We're talking about the good vigilantes. Right. That's right. Like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, other ways to reach us. Uh, I mentioned YouTube, youtube.com forward slash rolling cars. Facebook.com I always thought I was really ahead of the game because I was on Facebook uh, a long time ago, but that's that's for old folks now. So uh, I still like Facebook and uh, Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars and uh, a text. We we can text us directly. Stu, uh, my son Stu, you just heard him a a moment ago. He monitors uh, the texts that come in. Uh, We have some remarkable texters, just like we have some remarkable YouTubers. That text number is 772-497-6530. That's area code 772-497-6530. We accumulate the uh, text as they come in. I think uh, we might have a phone call. I saw my lovely wife, Nancy, wave at me. (laughs) Okay, let's go. I was sending you loving kisses. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. Welcome. We sure enjoy your company. You are a fantastic part of the show, and uh, we depend on you week in and week out. Our number is 877-960-9960, and our text number is 772-497-6530. Ladies, I have $50 for the first two new lady callers, and I notice we're getting off to a great start this morning where we have Sarah and Donna, who are first-time callers. And ladies, let me share this with you. Did you know that women now drive the world economy? I have much much more to say about that. Um, I'll add this to it. Most companies have much, much to learn, you know, about uh, selling to women. They need to uh, get into the 21st century. We're going to go to Sarah, who has won herself $50 this morning from Boca. She is a first-time caller. Good morning, Sarah. Hello. Thank you for taking Thank my Thank you call. for holding. I have $50 for you this morning. If after Thank we're done you. talking, you'll stay on the line uh, with Jeremy, who's in the control room. 
He'll take your contact information and he'll pass it along to me and I'll send you out that check. Thank you. You're welcome. What can I do for you? Well, what happened to me is I went to a Toyota dealer and when I first spoke with the uh, maintenance uh, repair shop person, he said that I had a loose radiator belt and that I shouldn't drive the car anymore because it could fall off any moment and I'd be in terrible trouble. And then at the end, he said it was broken. It didn't say it was loose. It was broken. And I thought, well, that's funny. How could I have a broken fan with when my car never overheated? I never saw any, my that thing go, the, the dial go up for heat. I thought if you had a broken fan, wouldn't that go up? I mean, I'm just wondering. So I don't know if I was given a bill of goods or if this is legit. Uh, what type of car is that, Sarah? Oh, I have an old Avalon. And I mean 2005, I think. Okay. Oh, 2007. Um, oh, 2007. Yeah, uh, first off, somebody's really, some, somebody's giving you some bad information there. Uh, the Avalon has two belts on it. One drives the alternator and the AC compressor, the air conditioning. The other one drives the power steering. The fan is actually electrically driven, and it has nothing to do with the cooling system on those belts because the water pump is driven by the timing belt. And oh. if that timing belt broke, your car wouldn't run. It'd be completely shut down. So, yes, yeah, somebody is giving you some very, very bad information, and I would be demanding to see a whole lot more information about what they repaired and why, and if, if, they haven't, if they haven't done anything and haven't spent any money, I would go somewhere else immediately because somebody's, somebody's giving you uh, a runaround. Sarah, did they give you an estimate? Uh, we've established that the repair uh, it was not needed, but did, he, did they give you an estimate of what, if you had agreed, would they have charged you? If I, if I agreed to what? Now, I'm sorry, I couldn't catch Did you get that. an estimate on the fake repair? Because uh, uh, Rick Kearney, our certified di diagnostic master technician, basically said that can't be that the person had misinformed you. I was just wondering if they had indicated to you how much they were going to charge to fix Oh, well, the yeah, because they did so-called do it. I'm, I'm calling as all my thoughts happened, of course, after I left the place oh. that I thought... It came to me, what in the world? How could my fan, uh, radiator fan, so does the car doesn't have a radiator fan at all? Well, no, it, it has, a, it has, okay, I, I thought you'd said belt at the beginning. Okay. No, uh, no, sir, it's the fan, the fan. Yeah, if the fans quit, then that can cause the car to get hot, to run, to overheat. Um, so, yeah. That's that, what I mean. My car did not overheat. <coughs> But mm. he was maintaining, and my fan was broken by the end of the story. At the beginning, he said it was. It looked like it was going to be broken. Oh, going so, to be broken. Now we're now we're getting closer. Uh, yeah. What about that? How would he know that it was going to be broken? Uh, unless yeah. something was really cracked and falling apart, or maybe he was going to break it himself. That that sounds a little <laughs> more likely. I mean, would you be able to see if the uh, the belt was getting old and worn? 
Well, it, there's it, no belt. It, no belt. It wouldn't have anything to do with the belt. Oh, he just thought because yeah, the fan the fans up on the radiator and that's actually just, electric. He might have been just saying because it's a 15 year old car. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, well, I think just upsold you work that you didn't need. That's what I thought because he was predicting the fan the replacement was two hundred sixty-two dollars and eighty-eight cents, and then the fan of uh, it says fan A S S Y. I guess that's assembly or something. Uh, yeah. Yes. At three hundred forty-nine ninety-nine. Yeah, that, so that's that, about the right price for it. It's a, okay. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, maybe the moral to the story or the sad story is that you get a second opinion, um, and that's pretty good for whether you talk about medical doctors or auto mechanics, especially when you've got several hundred dollars being charged. And uh, get a second opinion. Uh, that's a good message for right. all the listeners out there. But, you know, the, the clicker, the clincher was he said, oh, you can't drive. They're not recommending you drive this car. Yeah. This could fall off any moment. You'd ruin your motor and you'd ruin your car. Huh. Yeah, so, what, would, would you care to mention the name of this um, uh, technician uh, or the company you went to? You don't have to if you feel funny about that, but we name names here on on this radio show all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, if it, yeah, it would act uh, as a warning to others in the, in the area. It was in it was in Delray, Ed Morris Delray Toyota. Ed Morris Delray Toyota. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting, Sarah. What a coinky dink. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. And uh, Sarah, let me let me tell you this: uh, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned for this show that we have today, uh, because we mystery shopped Ed Morris Delray Toyota. Uh, secondly, coincidentally, really. Se- secondly, uh, Sarah, it doesn't sound, you sound like your like folks, but trust me, that's just a we just a, yeah, a yeah crazy it just happened. Sarah, you sound like you're uh, pretty knowledgeable, and uh, you know this isn't the first time that this happened in service. I have a question for you. Did you take your car in yourself? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. You know, um, it's uh, happens often that you're sold. Uh, things that you don't need and you're taken advantage of. Uh, There's a a survey uh, that uh, was recently done, uh, several, but this morning I'm going to mention a survey and a lot of information about the female economy uh, from a a reputable site, and that's the Harvard uh, Business Review. Uh, But I do have to tell you, if I sound like as if that I'm a little excited and um, a little aggressive, I am. Because there's more women going through service today, more women than men getting their cars serviced. And I tell you, you've really got to do your homework because it is just, well, it's crazy out there. And if you don't protect yourself with knowledge, you don't have to know how to take an engine apart. You know, but just stay on your toes because we have not reached the level that we should have reached by now in the 21st century. There's things that are going on now that happened in the 50s. So that, you know, is my advice to you. I would get three different opinions. I always do. Wow. And then what do you do when they tell you, oh, you can't drive it? It's going to ruin your car if you don't get this fixed right away. That should be an alarm to me to just say, well, well, well they're just trying to get right. your attention. They want to get your attention. <laughs> Sarah, wh- why did you go in to Ed Morris uh, uh, Toyota in the first place? Did you, was it just a routine visit? To, uh, why, why it did was. You... 
it was it was the time for I need I didn't know I needed a new tire, but it, it was uh, the time it was the time you know that they put up there the miles and the yeah. it was a general inspection type thing. Another uh, another good message for our audience, and we love calls like yours because your your message uh, hits home with a lot of people, and uh, you you have an owner's manual uh, for, for your Avalon. And Toyota, the manufacturer, lists the recommended maintenance uh, for that vehicle. Uh, I just double-checked with Rick, and this this isn't in the owner's manual. So a good rule of thumb for any time uh, you are recommended a repair, and it's not mentioned in the owner's manual anywhere, uh, you, you should be skeptical. And as Nancy said earlier, get three other opinions because it's probably not accurate. I do want to add one thing, though. And if you're yeah. at a, if you're at a reputable place or you're not sure, and they say don't drive the car because it's not safe, and you're not sure that they're being straight with you, maybe call somebody and get somebody else that you're that you could have a conversation if you're not comfortable. Because if somebody is telling you that you're not safe, sure, you don't want to make that mistake and not listen to them either. So yeah. just be careful. Yeah, it's definitely their now, way of getting. Now, who would I call? Who would I call, call Earl. to tell me? <laughs> call well, Earl that's, Stewart. See, that's part that that's part of the. That's part of what makes it so despicable is that uh, what Stu said, uh, I guess it depends on your on your uh, state of mind. I, I'm one of these people, if, if I had a car and I'm trying to put anyway. myself and, and, and it was running fine and I took it in just for a routine check and someone told me that you shouldn't drive this car, leave it here and we're going to have to fix it, I'd be very skeptical. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I would say... I. I think I'd take the chance to drive it to another mechanic and get a second opinion. I'd, I'd pull out you. the Missouri That's attitude and say, "Show me." Yeah. 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 Um, can you say? Can you tell them to take you to your car and show you the part? Yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. And you can take that part and put it in your trunk. You okay. know, there's no messing around here. When you go into service and you get something replaced, a part, you ask them for that part. You want to look at it. Yeah. You want to touch Unless it. You want to feel it. You want to put it in your trunk. Unless it's a warranty job. <laughs> you know, you got to be a warranty job, but don't worry, you don't have a warranty on that two thousand. But you don't care because yeah. you don't have to pay for it. And Sarah, let me add to this: you're driving a great car. I don't care if it's a two thousand seven yeah. or not. I drive an Avalon, and if you take care of your Avalon, your Avalon will take care of you. And I believe that you have taken care of your Avalon, but don't be intimidated. Yeah. Get the opinions uh, like we all said. And if you would, please give us a call back and let us know how that turned out for you. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Collect your $50. It. Stay on the line. Talk to Jeremy. 877-960-9960. Uh, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. When I mentioned earlier, you know, about women and how they are uh, driving this uh, world economy. This is just amazing. As a market, women represent an opportunity bigger, bigger than China and India combined. They control $20 trillion in consumer spending, and the figure could reach $28 trillion in five years. Phenomenal. And for anyone in this business to ignore women, it's a financial disaster. We are going to go to Donna, who also is a first-time caller. 
and she's calling us from Miami. Good morning, Donna. Good morning, all. Thank you for taking my call. Welcome, Donna. Uh, thank you for calling. You've won yourself $50 this morning, and when we're done talking, please stay on the line and okay. give Jeremy in the control room your information. He'll pass it along to me, and I'll get that check out to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. What can we do for you this morning, Donna? Well, first, I want to thank you for having this great show supporting women in situations like dealing with the car. Thank you. And, yeah. And uh, so I have a Honda CRV 2021. And I have gotten a message on my dashboard that there's only 15% usage of the oil left. But mm, I don't know why I need to change it if there's still 15% oil. So I wanted to know if, if I can wait. If it's okay to wait till 10 or, you know, 5%. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I, I was going to I was going to guess no, because 15% seems pretty low to me, but I, what do I know? Well, that means that you have, if you're, if you're going on a traveling journey, and you've got to drive 100 miles. Oh, okay. It's not, and you've gone 85 not, it's not like, miles. It's not like the oil's been depleted down to 50%. Right. You have it's, 50% before you get to your... It's recommended that in the oil change time that you have 15% of its of time. time left. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. And when it gets closer to zero, now when it gets down to about 5% time, that's when you think, okay, All now right. I need to schedule my oil change. Go in and get that taken care of. Drive on. Drive on. Right. So, yes, my husband said this. So then I said, well, wouldn't there be residue that would, you know, come start getting into the um, case, Yeah. The well, no, because it's not talking about the actual volume of, of oil remaining. It's okay. just the, it's the volume of time. Right. And the oil <laughs> filter is going to collect all the dirt and debris from it. <laughs> okay. That sounds great. So, um Okay, so I'm still waiting, and I just check it by pushing the information button, and it's still on 10% now. So yep. thank you. All You're right. welcome, Donna. A, thank yeah, you I for... Give a sh I just want to give a shout-out to my son, our son-in-law, Eric, for introducing me to your station. Uh, oh. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Donna, thank you for uh, calling in and helping me build this platform here for ladies. As you heard earlier, you know, about the female economy, you know, we're a huge part of it. And uh, thank you for voicing your opinion. Have a great yes. day. Thank you. You all too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Donna. You. We're going to go to Karen, who's calling, and she's a regular caller from Alabama. Welcome, Karen. Oh, hi. How are you? We're great, thank you. Thank you for calling. What can we do for you this morning? Um, you could help me to, um, to know how to determine where to sell my car. I have an Acura 2012 TSX and um, and I'm going to fly down to Sarasota on Monday and I'm going to pick up my car from a place I had driven down on I-75 um, a, a few weeks ago and um, hit something in the it was pitch black, and, and I, I think it was like a piece of furniture or something. So I had to have my car repaired and everything. And so it's all looking all nice and beautiful, <laughs> I'm thinking, when I pick it up. I'll see. <laughs> and so I have, I have several places that I could take it, and one of them is Stewart, Florida. I have a parking place for it there. And um, I was wondering if I should drive around with a for sale sign 
what what's the best way to sell it and 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 what's the best way to um how how do I figure I remember I was gonna sell a car before and it's and I did like um some of the places where you can get it valued when was and that you put in your zip code how long ago was that oh it, it, i I don't remember a long time um, ago maybe 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 a year or, or oh, okay. two years ago or something like that and just and it seemed like um on in the Tampa area it was if i sold it there that it it priced a little higher and in the um and then like in the Palm Beach area it was a little bit lower how it appraised and so i was thinking that maybe Selling it in a certain area might be better than a different area. That, that, that might you could be, get a better price. That might be true, and but you could market your car to all the areas if you uh, if you list it on online. You can put your car up for sale individually on AutoTrader. Um, but um, if you want to, uh, probably a quicker way to do it is you could use a lot of online sources um, like Carvana um, or WeBuyAnyCar.com. Karen, is there a CarMax near you? Um. I'm sure I could find one. Yeah, there, there should in, be. In you, fact, you're, you're in our area here. There are quite a few CarMax. They're, they're probably the most honest, reliable source, but you should get several. I, uh, I would not sell my car without getting a bid from CarMax. And uh, you can take it in. They'll give you a bid. It's good for five days. And if you want to shop more, you go back and get another bid, which is good for five days. They usually give you a fair price, but sometimes it's too low. And Stu mentioned Carvana.com. And uh, there's also uh, Vroom, V-R-O-O-M.com. Uh, you can do uh, uh, WeBuyAnyCar.com. It's a seller's market. Uh, I definitely wouldn't put a sign in my car no. saying, this car is for Call sale. <laughs> you don't want to deal directly on the, off the street with people that may or may not be serious or honest about buying a car. But stick with a uh, uh, firm that you've heard of in Vroom, We Buy Any Car, CarMax, yeah. Carvana. And these are these are big companies. So like what your your notion that some markets might get more money, <clears throat> well, they're in all those markets. So CarMax near us, um, they have an outlet in, in Alabama that might need that car more, and they'll pay if they need it. What makes so, car do you have? It's a 2012 um, Acura. Acura TSX. Yeah, Acura dealers are another good source. Uh, I would go to the used car department directly. Be sure you make it clear you don't want to trade the car, that you're, you want to sell it. You're just, you have to tell them you just want to get rid of the car. And tell them that you're going to shop it around with other Acura dealers. Go directly to the used car department and say, uh, what would you pay me for my car? I'm going to go to two other Acura dealers and get their prices. But you're in the driver's seat. Uh, you will get a very good price for your car if you follow our advice. And uh, take your time. I mean, uh, there's very few times in history where it's been a better market for a owner of a car to sell it. You are you are at the peak of uh, ability to be able to sell a car and get a really good price. So if it takes you a week or two weeks, the longer you take, probably the more money you're going to get. Uh, Karen, we're going to wrap this up, but I'm going to leave you with this thought. Um, in my opinion and, and experience, I've spoken to several ladies, and they've decided to go to Carvana first. There was very little haggling, and uh, it's they're reputable, and uh, you're in the driver's seat. 
to get the price that you want for that car. So be pre be prepared to negotiate. Negotiating is a fabulous thing, and uh, you end up being the winner. Well, let me ju let me jump in there. Uh, the nice thing about uh, doing what you're doing, you don't have to negotiate because just make it clear to each party, whether it's Carvana, CarMax, or the uh, used car manager at the Acura used car lot, say, give me your best price because I'm going to shop it. If I get a better price, uh, then I'm going to I'm going to go there. You don't. That takes away the need to have to hassle and haggle and argue. You just get one price from everybody you talk to and keep on going until you get tired of doing it. And then take the high price and sell the car. And and also okay. also Karen, uh, you know even today in today's climate, I see uh, signs in ladies' cars, uh, not only a sign that their car is for sale, but their phone number. And um, boy, I'll tell you, you're asking for trouble whenever you do something like that. You know, it's a it's a different world today, so be cautious. Karen, thank you so okay. much for calling. Okay, thank you so much. That was very helpful. Oh, thank you very much from everyone here. Have a great weekend. We're going to go to Paul, and uh, Paul is our friend from Denver. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Nice to hear so, from you. Uh, I don't know whether or not you covered it uh, recently, the fact that Congress chose to not pass the uh, very recent FTC proposed rule uh, regulations on, uh, to protect consumers when they purchase cars, you know, certain requirements that dealers had to do, uh, processes that they had to revise when selling a car. A lot of it had to do with accurate pricing and, uh, uh, and, all, and how they list and portray all the <laughs> options that you can buy, and um, not just physical options, but, you know, third-party yeah, Paul, uh, you're right about that. I didn't know I, I that happened. No, the house, the house that was in their spending bill that hasn't passed the Congress yet. That's just a House bill that got passed. Oh, it oh. hasn't passed the Senate or the or has been signed into okay. law. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's expected to pass, from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, but uh, where where did you get the information I, I thought, that it didn't pass? News. Automotive News thought, ran it today. Hmm? Automotive News ran it. It's. Uh, uh, last week, I think it was, it was it's on the 13th of July. The house. I was talking to Paul. Oh, sorry. No, what he said. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, I had seen it on a, on an auto forum that I'm that I'm on. I mean, oh. I knew about it, but uh, I had seen, but I didn't know that they had declined to to to. Uh, they voted it down. Right. Uh, as as far as I know, and okay. I'm. Yeah, I'm just saying that's not a final thing. That's in, and it has to pass the uh, both houses of Congress, and they get signed right. by the president. Okay, well, so so my thing is, and I'm an older guy, but and, and so I, but I came to an awareness of how car dealers uh, generally had um, had had done their transactions over many many decades. Uh, but I'm still amazed now with the Internet and all the information, free flow of information, how easy it is to learn how to go about buying a car, whether it be used or new, that people don't know how to do it yet. A lot of people don't know. Uh, a growing number do, but still so many don't. Because there's, let me say, there's nothing in that bill, uh, that, that proposal, that can't that a educated consumer can't protect themselves from. 
you know, that a dealer would do. That being said, I I wanted it to to pass. I wanted to pass, but. Uh, still, an educated consumer can certainly read their contracts. If they don't know how to read a contract, bring someone along who can read it. Know your auto credit score, not just your general credit score, before you go. Preferably set up uh, alternative financing, uh, you know, just in case the, in case the dealership you know, uh, isn't going to offer you something better, but know what financing you can get, the cost of financing, if that's the way you're going to go. Uh, don't accept spot deliveries. Um, don't uh, overbuy what you can't afford. Understand that ahead of time. Know what options exist and what, whether it be third party or product options on the car, know ahead of time what you want. Right. I mean, be an educated consumer. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I don't like the idea that dealers will, many dealers will uh, advertise a, uh, a vehicle and then have a little asterisk next to it uh, for all their extra charges. Uh, hey, Paul, let, let, me, let, me jump, yeah. let me jump in here. I, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, um, you know, no, I, I totally agree, and Stu and I both, uh, all of us here agree with what you're saying. Uh, we joke about this a little bit on the show that uh, Earl on Cars is kind of like preaching to the choir. Uh, most of the listeners are like you. They're educated uh, and they don't need our advice. Uh, the people that are that are actually victimized, uh, and I call them victims, uh, they're the mm-hmm. very, very young buyers. You know, they just uh, maybe the first car. They're 18, 19, 20 years old. Uh, and they're the elderly uh, people, especially elderly women, uh, going back right. to you know, women born in the in the. 40s and 50s when it was a man's world more than it is today and they never made major transactions so you take an 80 year old widow in south florida uh she's she's fair game for the uh for the car dealers and, and they take advantage of her uh, people who's uh in english-speaking areas where uh, english is not your first language and you're not comfortable with it they're victims uh, people that uh um, uh, don't have the advantage like you did. I can tell right from listening to you, 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 you're very well educated. A lot of people, you know, dropped out of high school. I mean, there's a whole lot of people out there that are ripe for the picking for car dealers, and they're the ones that get taken advantage of. You go into a Chevrolet dealer, and you'll buy a, a, a vehicle uh, from that dealer uh, for, you know, maybe a $1,000 profit uh, or $2,000 profit, and right behind you, a young a young woman will walk in who never bought a car before, or maybe a an elderly woman, a widow, will go in there and they'll pay a ten thousand dollar profit. Uh, car dealers uh, take advantage of those that are not prepared, and that's one of the reasons for the show. Uh, we, uh, how about considering volunteering as a vigilante in uh, in Colorado? Or, uh, uh, or Denver, yeah. Uh, we need people that we can list on our Earl and Cars uh, blog area and uh, uh, web, web page and uh, let people contact you in the Denver area if they'd like advice on how not to be taken advantage of. Well, I'm not. I, I'm hearing about the vigilante program for the first time, so oh. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm comfortable help, helping people, but I don't know how they would. Uh, I, I don't know how they would contact me in a manner that I'm not um, that I'm maintaining my safety. Sure. 
Well, go to Earl. Go to EarlOnCars.com. I'll go on the website and check it out. Read read more about it. Yeah. One of my concerns is that people. I mean, I've taught my son. uh, He's twenty, and uh, because I started late having kids, but. and I think the communities themselves and, you know, like these, these programs that you run are, uh, are, are the way to do it. Uh, I, I, government, I mean, they're a stopgap. They're, they're, they're the last-ditch effort. I just hate the idea that people are relying on government doing, uh, for, for protecting them from themselves. Paul, we agree on that. And <laughs> we've, got, we've got three callers holding right, right now. Thank you, Earl. And let, uh, would you, would you call back after you check EarlOnCars.com? I'd love to talk to you next week. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. We're going to go to Bob, who's been holding in Lake Park. Oh. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. How are you today, everyone? Welcome. Hey. Good. I'd, I'd like to stop by saying I see... Uh, Auto Nation is looking to buy cars. They advertise on TV every five minutes yeah. <laughs> that they need cars, Auto Nation. But I wanted to ask you about what you thought about the, the situation here with this diversion team that was structured by this individual that you always sing his praise. Uh, you bought one of his cars. I think it's oh. called a plaid. A plaid. And uh, what they did was they set up a, 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 a clandestine uh, uh, a diversion team to uh, uh, siphon off these people that were calling up with their uh, problem of uh, not getting any mileage on the full charge. They were told when they bought the car they were going to get 250 miles on the charge, and they're only getting 150 miles on the car. So they're calling up and saying, you know, there's something wrong with my car. It's not getting uh, the proper uh, mileage on a full charge. And uh, they tried to uh, set up this team to divert all these complaints. I hadn't heard about that. Thanks for bringing it up. What's your source of information? Oh, it's been all over the. I saw it on, I think, Reuters and uh, uh, AP. Everybody's got the story. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't heard that. If, if that's accurate from a reliable source, that's certainly um, uh, despicable and should not be done. Uh, but I, I haven't read it yet. If anybody else has seen that. So you're saying that Tesla was trying to uh, uh, stop people from making legitimate complaints because uh, they said their cars were not getting the charge that it was advertised to get when they bought it? Well, if they sell you a car and they tell you it goes 250 miles on a charge, one fellow said he tried to go from Colorado to California. He had to stop 12 times mm-hmm. to charge his car. Yeah. And I, I, can, com- I can tell you this from, from uh, on yeah, combustion right. engine cars. Uh, it depends on who's driving the car, and it's, I believe the same thing is true with electric vehicles and uh, hybrids. Uh, it, driving uh, has a, the, the ability to maximize mileage is, is kind of like a, a skill that you learn. And some people uh, don't have that skill. I, I, you mentioned I have a Tesla. I do. Uh, with my Tesla right now, it's outside the uh, radio studio, and I have it on something called doggy mode because it's going to be 105 degrees when I walk out of the studio, but when I get into my Tesla, it'll be 72 degrees. But that's using electricity. So I'm probably one of those people that would not get 300 miles to, for a charge because of the way I use the car. And uh, If you uh, use the, um, 
the, the sentry mode, the uh, security system yeah. on it, it also uh, runs yeah, them. Exactly. So uh, whether you're EVs or uh, hybrids or combustion engines, uh, the mileage that you get on a full charge or a full tank depends on the driver as much as it does the car, really. Right. Well, I just thought it was. Uh, I just thought it was despicable about yeah. what they did. Yeah, I'm going you know, to Google that and see if I can find the source because oh, yeah. Yeah, when you don't know the source, sometimes you get misinformation. I'm not doubting your word. I'm sure you read it, but unless it's from a reliable source, I'd be skeptical. Um, it's in Reuters. Los Angeles Times. Oh, so it's you know it's a story. Um, okay. Tesla's secret team suppressed thousands of driving range complaints <coughs> from Reuters two days ago. Secret teams. Tesla's secret. The headline says Tesla's secret team to suppress thousands of driving range complaints. And that was, it's in the Reuters from two days ago. Oh well, thanks right. for bringing that out. Reuters is reliable, and I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate the heads up on that. Yeah, and I see there's another ship on fire with uh, three thousand cars. And I guess it's these lithium batteries. They can't put the fire out. They're oh working. Boy. Everybody had to abandon ship. I think the car is full of uh, Mercedes and BMWs, so forth and so on. And I think this is going to be a big issue mm-hmm. with these lithium batteries. You know, you have that thing on a boat, and one of those things yeah. goes off, and they can't put the fire out. They're going to cook some, some, some whales out there. The, uh, yeah. the solid-state batteries, which uh, sound like they're going to be ushered in before the end of this decade, um, I don't, they don't have the same fire issue. Um, so I think hopefully if, if the industry transitions to that, then uh, that will be a problem of the past. Right. Hopefully. I have, something, I have something for Nancy. <clears throat> there used to be a phrase, they say, uh, taking candy from a baby. Well, you know, when a service advisor sees a woman walk in to get her car uh, examined, the first thing they see is the cash register ringing. The same thing with a the same thing with a salesman when they see an elderly couple coming in to buy a car. Yes. If you're an if you're an older person, this has been going on for a long time. It's the old uh, and, Looney Tunes. Uh, they see a, they turn into a ham <laughs> or a roast beef. <laughs> well, yeah, right. I, I got news for you. As complicated as today's cars are, uh, I could see some guy walking in with PhD on his shirt, and I could still befuddle him so much talking about his car. That I could make him spend probably three times more than he needed to. Yeah, that's do- a good point. Rick. He does that to me every day. Yeah, very, twice very on very Sundays. Good point. But uh, Bob, you're uh, absolutely right, and uh, we're here uh, to change things uh, because if you were listening earlier, you know it's just uh, an amazing time for women, and uh, they rule. They rule the world. They are part of this economy, and they're carrying it. So without us. There's I think a lot of I think a lot of uh, uh, women, especially, <clears throat> don't understand that that a service advisor works on his numbers. Everything is based on numbers. The higher the number he produces, the more money he makes. Yeah, the we, same thing with the same thing with the mechanic. Yeah, you're it, absolutely it's, it's right about numbers, that. Full numbers. Yeah. So it but, it behooves him to sell you all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I hope and uh, you know the flip side of that coin. I hope you're wrong. You know about ladies uh, being easily uh, taken advantage of, uh, because uh, there are an awful lot of ladies who are listening to this show, and they sound uh, very knowledgeable. They do, and if they haven't done their homework, they do so after listening to us, and uh, we have changed the platform most definitely. I appreciate your input, Bob. Please give us a call again. Have a great weekend, everyone. 
Thank you. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, just a heads up, we won't have a dog this morning. I'm so, so disappointed about yeah, that. Yeah, we were having such a ball with that. So uh, you can go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Uh, that is uh, www.bdrr.org. Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And you can take a look at all the dogs that are up for adoption. And you can browse through that uh, beautiful uh, piece of property out there that they have for the dogs. It's uh, it's like a spa. Do we have any word on Sully, our sponsored dog from last week, the, the coon hound? No, we, we haven't heard anything. Haven't had a report on Sully. Well, then, if you're going to visit the ranch out there, go out there and ask to see Sully. He was a, a coon hound. Beautiful, one of the most loving dogs we've had in here. What a personality. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Okay, folks, that number again is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymous feedback. We'd love to hear from you. I think we're going to go over to Stu. Yeah. I got Anne-Marie's text. Uh, Anne-Marie says, good morning. Every week you have Agent Lightning do a mystery shopping report. You've said that you've never been sued because the truth, to, the truth, <laughs> the truth <laughs> is the perfect defense against libel. Uh, but I was wondering, do you ever get any feedback, complaints, or comments from the dealers that you've mystery shopped? Just wondering. Thanks. Surprisingly, no. I mean, yeah. I, I, not li- I actually, I have had people call me. I had the owner of, uh, 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 what was the used car? Uh, Off-lease only. Off-lease only. I had the owner of Off-lease only call me. Uh, but he was, it was a good conversation, and he was, he was fairly complimentary about the whole issue. Uh, usually the owners of the dealership uh, are in a situation where I guess they, they live in la-la land. They, they, they think, they go out and they say, now we want to be sure you're honest and transparent and don't take advantage of anybody. Then they go to their ski lodge in Aspen and they don't ever check in with the store. So I think a lot of things that go on in car dealerships are, as the previous caller, Bob from Lake Park said, uh, remember that they're, everybody's on commission. So uh, it's almost it's automatic it's when you go in. into uh, uh, any, any business uh, and the person can negotiate the price, and about the only one I can think of now are car dealers. So the salesman has the prerogative, the duty to get the, to set right. the price on the vehicle. The, the whole system is it's priced by combat yeah. and it's not very fun. So, so if you're gonna get 25% of the profit, and you come into a car deal, the salesman you know, the salesman is going to get his 25%, uh, and he can sell it to you for a $1,000 profit or a $2,000 profit. Guess which one he's going to right. sell it to you for. That's right. human nature. Uh, I blame the system. I blame uh, the owner of the dealership that allows that to happen. You can pay a salesman a lot of ways. You can pay him on customer satisfaction. You can pay him on volume. If he sells a lot of cars, he makes more money. If he sells fewer cars, but... The price should be set by you, right. uh, the owner of the dealership, and, and and that price should be firm. It should be the best price that you're willing to sell the car to, whether it's the President of the United States or whether it's uh, your worst enemy. Whoever comes in should be able to buy the same car at the same price. And if you're smart, it'll be a good price mm-hmm. because otherwise you won't sell enough cars. And another reason that we I think that we don't hear from dealers or get complaints from them um, 
is just it's it's what I would I wouldn't if if there was a gadfly um, in my market like us <laughs> that was uh, exposing the stuff. I think I wouldn't want to give uh, that person um, oxygen. I think you don't want to do that. And also, as far as a, a lawsuit goes, and we've talked about this before, um, if you sue somebody, um, then there's a process that you go through called discovery. Um, where you're gathering evidence to support the case, and it goes both ways. But I don't think a dealership like, say, uh, Napleton... Publicity, too. I mean, Publicity. That, that, yeah, you don't want that in the newspaper, online, and you don't want you know documents coming out of your uh, no. office uh, being made public. I've said so. to myself uh, since the show began, because the very first time we were on the air, it was very scary uh, for the uh, radio station owner and for us, and uh, because we thought we were going to be sued, because we knew what we were going to do, and so I've always said that if I if I am sued by a car dealer, uh, I will insist on a trial by jury, and I uh, the publicity from a trial by jury uh, open to the public would be just uh, for whoever lost that that trial. If if it were me or if it were the dealer that sued me, it would be. Uh, pretty serious. So I think that's the other reason they don't uh, raise uh, a lot of problems. Uh, we have some callers. I'm sorry. I'll shut up and turn it over to Nancy. Thank you. Uh, we are going to be speaking to Nick, and he's calling from Boston. Welcome to the show, Nick. Hi, Nancy, Earl, and Sue. How have you all been? Great. Great support. Nice hey, to hear from um, you. I, thank you. Um, Listen, have you been following the whiplash with General Motors going back and forth, how they had said they were going to discontinue the Bolt just right, yes. about a, a quarter ago? It's and then now on. at this earnings call, they're all of a sudden saying, oh, one. no, it's, yeah, that they're going to transition it over to the Ultium, you know, the new, the new, battery. The new battery platform and I don't know. I just I, I just find it find it funny that they're they're going back and forth and. Well, they're second in volume to Tesla. They're, uh, they, uh, the, the, the Bolt is, uh, you have the Tesla Y, and I think the Tesla S is number one, or one of the two Tesla models are one and two in EV sales, and number three in EV sales is the Chevy Bolt. I read that they were looking right. at focusing on their electric trucks, and that that's where the, 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 the change of heart, yeah, they decided that wasn't, because... Um, I think the Bolt was was selling well, like you said. Um, but, Very well. Yeah. But I anyway, I just like know that it sounded like they kind of their party line was well. If we can have like the Equinox at yeah. what was it thirty k, you know, approximately net, assuming and that assumes the buyer qualifies for the seventy five hundred from the IR Inflation Reduction Act, you know, the yeah. the, the tax credit. Um, anyway, I just I just find it interesting that I mean I don't know if it's just that the calculus around the Inflation Reduction Act or that you know That's, they had maybe made or that and also their new proposed EPA rules. You know, right now I think it's 50 by 2025. Um, I think it's going up to 58 by 2032 with using a like a incremental formula over the next the rest of the decade. So I you know the calculus they're looking at like well you got we sell a lot of trucks let's get our gas trucks off the road. And let's put it in so we have these, you know, the electric Silverado and the electric Sierra. And, um, or we can put it into a smaller car that we're selling a lot of. I don't, you know, it's probably, uh, probably pretty complex on their side. 
Yeah, it, I mean, and just the uh, just a couple more things on the Bolt and GM specifically. I mean, I found it interesting that Mary Barra had publicly said that, I mean, I guess it's not earth-shattering, but I guess I just had never thought of it this way, that apparently it's a huge source of conquest of them getting mm-hmm. new people to Chevy. Well, that's what that she they said. they realize they can't abandon that pipeline. She said she wanted to keep the momentum going. So it makes sense if you've got a hot product that's selling a lot to shut it down. I think she w- maybe she's imagining the regret she would have a year from now after stopping. I think there's another, uh, there's another uh, very interesting thing that General Motors has just uh, done. Uh, they are going to introduce their autonomous car uh, uh, without having to have your hands on the steering wheel. A uh, real one. And they won't, you know, they they won't have a, uh, they will, you know, you, you can drive the their autonomous car. Tesla requires that you keep your hands on the wheel, uh, or else it, they'll take away the self-driving privilege. GM's going all in and saying you can drive ours in, in autonomous. And I guess I don't know what they expect you to do with your hands, but they don't have to be on the steering wheel. They provide reading material. Well, I have, Earl, I have a lyric with um, hands-free Super Cruise. Now, that's only on interstates and limited access highways, but are you talking the Ultra Cruise, the next gen that does city driving too? Because the Super Cruise is out, and that's, I think they're on the third generation of Super Cruise, I want to say, because the first gen wouldn't do the lane changes. But my new lyric has... Um, and, you know, and, and is it hooked to the navigation? Like it just goes through, kind of like enter a highway on an entrance and exit and all that, change lands? Yeah, it's geofenced. Um, it doesn't do the entrance and the exits, but it will do lane changes, you know, with your blinker or then um, auto lane change, like if you're behind, a, you know, a, a slow-moving vehicle. I mean, Super I've Cruise great, is the new thing? Super Cruise is the, is the newest uh, self-driving for GM? So, it, well, it's the, the the I believe they're on their second or possibly their third iteration of it. Okay. I know I think it debuted in 2017 on right. the the CT6, and then I think that same original gen iteration of it is on the the, the Bolt mm-hmm. today, the premier one. But then the Cadillac, the the, the Lyric, and I think the. Um, the Hummer EV and just the other the other stuff that they have also on the ICE portfolio is on the second or the third generation. I believe some of the trucks and maybe the certainly the Escalade has a special trailering assisted yeah. capable super. Cruise. It's similar with other manufacturers. Uh, like we're familiar with Toyota uh, Lane Lane Trace Assist um, is their version, and they just they keep incrementally like each year com- comes out. I think it's more responsible uh, with the mainstream manufacturers have done and, and described it, uh, marketed it as exactly what, what it is instead of as a, a self-driving feature. But um, yeah. it's really cool to hear all, no, the, right, uh, right. all the things that, that GM's doing because it's a window into the you know, the other side. We see uh, Toyota's techno- technology uh, advances uh, uh, much faster, and, and we see more of it. Hey, I feel bad if I interrupted Earl. I'm sorry, Earl. Earl I hates just, it. I just, you he, said he walked, that, and I was like, I'm out sitting the studio. there, and I'm like... <laughs> He just got oh, up and I'm walked sorry. out and slammed the door. No, I'm just kidding. He's no, right I, here. I just kind of shocked me when General Motors said that because I've had some close calls in my Tesla, and I'm glad I had my hands on the steering wheel. But there's no way I would get into a car, even if the manufacturer claimed I didn't have to have my hands on the wheel. I'd want them on the wheel. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you if you, I mean, you know, it, it, what, when I got, when I got mine, you know, earlier this year, they were much harder, you know, to get in more limited availability because of issues that they were having out of, um, I think it's Spring Hill, Tennessee, the, the, that they're produced. But, you know, apparently they now have them on the ground. Now, whether they're trying to charge market adjustments and, you know, all kinds of things, right, that's, that's probably another story altogether. Um, but I mean, I think things are kind of thawing, and you know, if you if you want the car, I think you know you you can get one. Yeah. Um, so you might you might might be interested as a Tesla driver to go and. Um, Absolutely, we got some co- customers. Our customers, we got some uh, yeah. listeners holding. So thanks very much for the call. Mary Barra yeah. has yeah. done a phenomenal job with uh, affordability, with uh, range, with uh, technology. Uh, she has done an amazing job. I think she's been in that position since... She was just since... inducted to the Hall of Fame also. Yes, anyway, absolutely. But... Oh, thanks for pointing that out. Nick, have a wonderful weekend. It was, it was nice you. chatting with you. Our number is 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu. All right, what do we got waiting over here? Um Oh, that's right. We had anonymous feedback that I wanted to get to, and it kicked me out. So I'm just going to talk. I'm logging in to anonymous feedback right now. It just takes a second. (laughs) All right. Um, Anonymous feedback. Okay. This came in uh, a couple of days ago. Um, Agent Lightning acted as an entitled prima donna to show up at Champion Porsche right at closing time and expect service. Any customer is wrong to show up um, at closing and expect to be waited on. I think it was a very low-class move. Um, you know, that, I, I read that, and I rarely get angry at a, a posting, but uh, the, the mentality <laughs> of whoever wrote that, uh, uh, it sounds to me like a car dealer. I, I just And a luxury car dealer, yeah, maybe. How dare you? <laughs> but uh, how could you possibly... Uh, chastise a customer for going to a retail establishment to too close to closing time. I mean, you set the, the 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 seller sets the closing time, and to me, open for business means open for business. So uh, he's either the owner of the Porsche dealership or part of the cleaning crew who wanted to get in there right away. <laughs> so I I think that's a fun, that's the reason we have the anonymous feedback so uh, somebody can say something really stupid. And uh, we can't find out who you are, but we'll read it, but we'll disagree with it. But I, is there anybody else out there that thinks that if if a retail establishment closes at 9 p.m., you should not be able to get there what within 15 minutes? You should probably get there an hour early. If you can't get there by 8 p.m., just don't for go me in. It's, uh, for me, the only thing that's, it has a, um, I put a, judge, uh, a judgment call into it is uh, at a restaurant. I don't show up at a restaurant at the moment of closing, I, but... It, Within a half well, hour. That's because you've learned from experience. But right. I, I say the restaurant that says we're open till nine o'clock, you should rethink it. I mean, uh, you, you need to change your hours if you can't. You can say, say you should say seating until nine o'clock. Yeah, I I had a restaurant uh, uh, do that to Nancy and me a, a few years ago in Tequesta, and uh, you know really got us angry. And uh, it was 15 or 20 minutes before closing, and they said, I'm sorry, the kitchen is already closed. Right. Yeah, and, but, it, but if they had said, we seat until 9 o'clock, you would have gotten there and everything would have been fine. Then advertise right. exactly what you right. mean. Right, exactly. That's, yeah. What, yeah. that's what we try to do here. Yeah. We have a call? 
We have three callers. Yes. Uh, we're going to go to Marty, uh, one of our favorite callers from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. Marty, I'm walking doing? out. Welcome. How you doing? <laughs> I'm uh, doing great. Nice to, to hear from you, Marty. What I have to say is, first of all, and maybe Stu will agree with me or not, uh, used car prices are dropping like a rock, and new car prices are not. So now when I go on, let's say, kpb.com, I get a price for my car. And then if you go to a dealer, they're even giving you a lower price. So a dealer said to me, oh, well, you're asking retail for your car. I said, well, not only are you asking retail, you're asking retail plus. So I said, there's no reason why I shouldn't get retail for my used car. So they, you know, we had a little bit of an argument. I didn't, buy, obviously, I didn't buy the car anyways. But what do you think as far as buying a car today, and you're telling these, you know, I, I understand you're telling people shop shop your car. Okay. Today, they're going to get five to $10,000 less for their used car than they would a year ago. Mark, I, I don't believe that. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen with a given uh, trade or, or purchase, but uh, used car prices are going down, but they're going down like a feather, not like a rock. And uh, we're, we're below, our prices on used cars now are below what they were a year ago, but a year ago they were sky high, and the year before that they were high. So uh, a picture, a curve, uh, where uh, four years ago used car prices were average, and they begin to climb three years ago, or the two years, and then three years, and we're in the fourth year now, and they're coming down slowly. So if you leased a car, let's say three years ago, the estimated residual value, which would be your purchase option price, uh, was considerably lower. And if you still have that car today, that estimated residual value purchase option price is extremely low compared to today's uh, uh, market price. You should still exercise that right to buy the car on a lease car, but it isn't as good a deal as if you had exercised it six months ago. So you're right, prices are coming down, but not like a rock, like a feather. Okay, well, I, you know, obviously uh, you know more about cars than me, but as far as I'm concerned right now, you're, until they start discounting used cars or new cars again. I think it's not good to buy a car at this point in time, unless obviously you need a car. I mean, you, you um, a new a car, car or used car? A new car. A new car. Well, yeah, you're you're right. I mean, if you have patience and you have a good car that you can reliably drive, I I totally agree with you. The new car prices, um, uh, Mark, might never uh, go back to where they were. Uh, I think. Uh, the manufacturers and the dealers have had a taste of prosperity unparalleled in their careers. They're, the car dealers are getting filthy rich. The manufacturers are getting filthy rich, uh, making a ton of money. And they don't want to go back to the days where intense competition caused them to slash prices. So I think the manufacturers will be uh, trying to stabilize production and distribution of vehicles to maintain a reasonable price level. Competition will still be there, but it will not be insane competition like it was five years ago. 
So, yeah, if you can if you can wait another couple of years, you will get a lower price on a car than you do today, new car or used car. Yeah, now our friend uh, Ed Morris, who has your back, <laughs> he, he's, he's still adding $4,000 to a new car MSRP. Stay tuned. So, Stay tuned for the Mystery Shopping Report because uh, uh, that reinforces exactly what you said, but add 2000 Oh, okay. Well, I guess he got worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, got your back. Is that possible? Yeah. Hey, Marty, it was great talking to you. Okay. That mystery good, shop is going to be uh, from Ed Morse, Delray Toyota. So you want to stay tuned for that? All right. I'll, I'll, I'm going to listen, no doubt about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Have a great weekend. We're going to go to Doug in Boca. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. How are you guys? Great. Hey, good Doug. morning, Sam. So, anyhow, Sim took our car in to see what could be do because we can't lease it anymore. It actually, we leased it for 60 months, even though it was a 30, and they kept renewing the lease until finally, it's been five years for a 2018 car. So they were really interested in buying this car, and they offered us 14, and there, obviously there's equity in it. And, and this and that. And then they said, oh, we'll give you a new Accord. Same price that you had before. No money down. And two years of free maintenance, oil changes, and all that. So Tim wanted to do it. And I said, hold on a second. <laughs> and so I decided, well, maybe we should just buy the car because the buyout is really low. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's 11.2. That's... Yeah. That seems like it's pretty low. And and then I just did one more test. Um, of course, Delray Honda has been calling me since yesterday. Well, when are you coming in? Are you going to do it? We have someone else that wants the Accord. I go, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, so I went to CarMax, and they offered me... Nineteen thousand eight hundred. There you go. And I say, great. And they say, we want to buy it, but we can't. I go, what? Yeah, they can't get a payoff. Yeah, we we can't do that because Honda will not right. let us do that. So why don't you you right buy the car, and then you'll have to wait thirty days, and we'll buy it from you. Here's the quote we're giving you, but you know it's it could go down. Days. Yeah, it's going to change, but it's still not going to change enough that I won't be able to do this. So I, that's it's it's not going to change. It's not going to go down to the to the uh, fourteen thousand um, probably. But we are in a declining used car market right now. It's it's getting very depressing for, for us, and uh, so yeah, it's going to it's definitely going to go down. I mean, it's been topsy turvy. Um, even earlier this year, it had gone down, went back up, but currently we're declining in the in prices. But the new cars are not. In fact, they were funny because on the Accord, they didn't. They, they are. Uh, they just haven't followed. Uh, used cars um, start, started declining before that. Uh, new cars are, have declined. And, 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 but it's not even across all the, uh, all the manufacturers. Yeah, but, but some of the specialty cars, like the one that I want, those are not declining. Hey, Doug, thanks Correct. for calling the show. Um, we have some calls that are backed up, and we're going to have to run. Have a good day. Alice says hi. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Thanks, Doug. 877-960-9960.
or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, we have our mystery shopping report coming up. And Agent Lightning did another fabulous job at Ed Moore's Delray Toyota. Uh, we're going to go to John in Palm City. For you others that are holding, I'll be right with you. Good morning, John. Good morning. If this will help the woman that will call earlier, my friend in New York is going through the same exact thing on a 2019 Honda CRV 1.5 engine. He's due for a state inspection, and he goes to an independent guy, and they won't pass it because the computer is completely screwed up, and he has an appointment only for next week. He has to go to Honda. Every time he presses the button, he gets a different reading on the oil. He gets reading on the uh, temperature. It's, it's completely messed up, hmm. and they won't inspect it. Uh, for state inspection until this problem is solved. And he knows it's not low on oil because the guy just changed his oil two weeks ago in it. So it's a major problem with the computer. And I want to just say also he received a recall notice dating June 2023 from Honda. On that car, 2017 to 2022, they're extending the compressor shaft oil seal it's usually three years limit, you know, warranty on the car. It's being extended from three years to ten years with no mileage limit, and they will replace that compressor shaft seal at no charge. And if anybody has any problems, they can call 888-234-2138 at Honda. But they are have such a problem with this air conditioning compressor. It's called a compressor shaft oil seal that they will replace it up to 10 years at no charge whatsoever. John, please give that number out again so anyone interested, they'll have time to write it down. Okay. It's 888-234-2138. That's the Honda headquarters in Torrance, California. Thanks, John. But what it is is it's got to be a major problem that they're extending something from the regular three years up to 10 years with no mileage limit. He's got a 2019 with 47,000 miles, but he's, his mechanic, his private mechanic, is cannot fix this computer, whatever the problem is, and it's like the woman is going through now. Every time he goes through a reading, particularly with the oil, it shows a different reading, but his mechanic knows that it's not the oil because he just replaced, changed the oil two weeks ago. Hmm. So if that'll help or any people with a Honda uh, CRV, uh, it's important information. Thank you, John. Definitely is, John. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Have I'm a looking weekend. forward to the shopping report because it's getting worse with a dealer <laughs> that does not attach an MSRP to cars. Absolutely. That's highly illegal. <laughs> I just don't and understand it seems what's to happening. Be getting worse, right? It's like everything is a lie until like delivers the. Um, Agent Lightning had uh, texted me earlier this week, said, any ideas for this week? And I said, I don't know. I said, I just said Ed Morris Delray Toyota, perhaps. She goes, sounds great. And there we go. And now everybody, it's, it's, what a coincidence. The stars well, are lining people up. people for exposing these people. Uh, it's terrible. Whacked by Morse. Yes. Whack. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, guys. Okay. Um, as John said earlier, uh, the Honda headquarters, you can give them a call at 888 888- Two three four, two one three eight. 
great number if you're looking to speak to somebody out there at the uh, Honda headquarters. Uh, we're going to go to Jersey Mike. Hi, Jersey Mike. How you doing there? Uh, I want to, again, compliment uh, uh, the North uh, uh, Lake uh, dealership because I had that uh, 2018 that I bought with uh, 12,000 miles on it. I gave it to my daughter as a wedding press present at 38,000 miles. And it never, ever broke down. I never put anything into it. And the air conditioning was so strong, you could never put it all the way up because you get frostbite on your face. You know, it was just really an amazing car. And I got the Carfax there, and everything was legit. I mean, it was really – and this was like, you know, years ago. I bought the 2018, and uh, I gave it to her, uh, you know, a couple of years later and uh, when it had 38,000 miles on it. So I, I was really grateful for that. Great but I story. Yeah, what I want to ask you about is uh, uh, I got a 2014 Cadillac AST. The car is abominable. I mean, it's just horrible. I mean, they don't make Cadillacs like they used to. I used to buy a new Cadillac every three years because in my business, I put 190,000 miles on it three years. I had to turn them in and get a new one. That's way back before I retired. In any case, do they make an Escalade that's used? that's at least decent that maybe might be a 2020 or a 2021 or a 2019 and would that be a very expensive car and i could just call brayman chef uh cadillac and find out but mike uh, the, 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 the quality of cadillac interestingly has gone up uh, amazingly i mean the cadillac kind of let itself go uh, a few oh, years yeah. back but uh, uh they've moved into the top 10 in terms of product now, as far as uh, the, the the surveys go, uh, in terms of the uh, reports on quality, but you know, ten years ago, uh, Cadillac as a car I wouldn't recommend today. I think, and I don't know by model, but I check Consumer Report, to, uh, and I think you can find a really good quality Cadillac uh, by checking with Consumer Reports. But they've you know they've what? Done a, you're right because I used to subscribe years yeah. ago. I subscribed to that, and I'll tell you refrigerate anything you want that's the best place to go look yeah really. well, we agree okay well thank you very much uh, by the way this car right now as of yesterday <clears throat> the front locks uh, the front race locked up oh, and i burned the pads off oh, you believe God. that <laughs> wow. and i by the way i didn't get out of my driveway my only rather out of my street my house is like 10 houses, 12 houses down yeah. from military trail here in west palm beach Once and i did not some... get to the end of the street Find somebody that you really don't like and sell that car to them. Yeah, you've got a good idea, man. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to try. Let me ask you this here. I'm going to try putting some oil. I don't know, I don't know how much pad is left because you can't really quite feel in there like you used to be able to, like you used to be able to see, so to speak. So I can't tell you how much pad is left. But it was really smoking and burning. So I might have taken it all off. I may not. I figure maybe try a little oil on it and see if maybe it frees up enough so I can drive the car there instead of having to have it towed. This will be the fourth time I've had that car towed. Oh, boy. Wow. Amazing. The first time was the first time was the cooling system went kaput. Yeah. They had to put a whole radiator in it. You can leave it out in the street the with the keys I bought, it from. I, I bought it from the, uh, <laughs> uh, the dealer that's at the end of North Lake Boulevard. They say, Napleton, they say they're the biggest dealer in, the, in all of Florida. And I know I say to that, I say, you do, if you go there, you've got rocks in your head. <laughs>
I like that. <laughs> okay, okay, Josie. Jersey Mike, hey, thanks, thanks for, for the phone call. call. Appreciate it. Stay Bye. tuned for that mystery shopping report uh, from uh, Ed Morrison, Delray, uh, Delray Toyota. We're going to go to Kyle, who has been holding from Lake Worth. Good morning, Kyle. Uh, good morning, everyone. How are you doing? Hey, Kyle. I can hear you. We can, can hear, you? hear you. Okay. I just had a question. Um, I have a RAV4 hybrid that I bought from your dealer, and uh, I love your guys' dealer. My wife had a little a fender bender in it a couple weeks ago and we brought it in to your collision shop and um he told me it's about a two or three week job but they're they're trying to find a couple parts right now um we didn't have rental car coverage on, on our insurance unfortunately um but i was wondering if it's kind of a unique situation but i didn't know if you guys ever took a car that has damage in as a trade like if i needed a car sooner than when they're able to fix it yes um, yeah. Um, and how, how that would work? Um, yeah. There's um, the amount of the damage would be uh, factored in to the um, to the appraisal because I don't know what the um, amount needed for, to repair the car, but it, if it was two thousand dollars or a thousand dollars, that would just be worked into the appraisal because the car would eventually need it. To yeah, be that's sold. common. That's commonly done. Yeah, it's nothing okay, unusual so. there. Yeah. Um, I, I usually work with, with Leo as a salesman if he was able to find a new a new car um, so that that trade would yeah, yeah. It would be like a normal trade-in because the insurance company already wrote checked Earl Stewart so yeah uh, Earl Stewart uh, so yeah this, it's very easy and very routine so yeah yeah just give her a call and do you know so with the trade-in like value is it the lower amount uh, that would be applied to the it's yeah it, it would be um, it would before because there's a, um, a repair and an insurance claim, um, and it's it's uh, it, that's going to be on record. It would have to be considered. Yeah, when we trade that car damage. in, uh, it's on the Carfax report. So uh, anybody, and we advise everyone, never buy a car without checking the Carfax report. Carfax report will show the damage, the amount of damage, and the fact that it was repaired, and that of course uh, uh, negatively affects the value of the car. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, uh, Stu, I sent you a text. I'll just that had a question about like what are the current wait times for like roller crosses and roller hybrids oh i was just texting you and saying that we have a lot of callers and saying i didn't know if it's going to get to you so i was answering you here um corolla cross um and the and both the corolla cross and the hybrid sedan it's about a six to nine month wait so it's not as bad as some of the other wait times that you heard about um and also to answer your question we we do still have over a thousand cars um on order that haven't been filled yet and we are adding um, more every day and the cancellation, we're always looking for a rise in the cancellation rate and also the um, evidence of real competitive offers so we can control how we're going to price them and how fast we can fill the orders. Um, but the cancellation rate has been steady, right around 25% monthly. Um, so we haven't seen this, so we're, we still have the orders. The, the Al, the, those big dealerships like Al Hendrickson and Hollywood, I'm sorry, to the listeners, you don't know what the question is. The question is, uh, um, these big dealerships like Al Hendrickson and Hollywood Toyota that are selling cars with uh, Toyotas with uh, big markups, $5,000, $7,000 markups, um, if they're not getting, aren't their cars sitting on the lot waiting, and therefore it's hurting their um, ability to get cars in the Toyota allocation system? Well, they don't always, uh, they don't always get the full $7,000. Um, when somebody comes in, they, they'll go through the usual grind and back and forth, and they will sell it for less. 
Um, and then at the end of the month, um, when they have vehicles, they have a variety of means to w what we call zeroing out inventory. Uh, they can sell them to f fleet accounts like rental companies, to themselves. They'll even blow them out to customers on the last day of the month uh, that they call to get back in. So no, it's not hurting them. They're, they're earning just as many cars. And uh, um, so they've learned, they've figured out a way to manipulate the system. Yeah, I know you guys are doing it more stuff pretty soon, so I'll let you go soon. But yeah. Al Hendrickson, I drove someone down to Coconut Creek, and I popped in there. They got a couple hundred new cars in the back lot, which used to be empty. Yeah. And they switched every single market adjustment to 5000 $2,000 package. And on some cars like the Prius, it's $10,000 markup. Right, yeah. By the way, that's Larry Morgan, Toyota. Now they're still using Al's yeah. name, but yeah. Larry Morgan bought that out. Is it closed now? Is it now operating under Morgan? Uh, no, they don't change the names. I'm, I mean, I'm saying, but it's, it's the they it's, closed the deal. It's a done deal, yeah. So now it's operating under under yeah, John Larry Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, John Morgan. All right. Well, have a good day, guys. Thanks for your help. All right, thanks. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know that Earl's been writing a column for uh, over 20 years, and uh, he's in the hometown news and uh, the Florida Weekly. Uh, the latest column is uh, the nature of the beast: uh, why car dealers deceive you. Take a look and. Uh, Take a read, and uh, there you go. Ooh. There's all the graphics. It's Nature a little piece. scary. Actually, it's kind of uh, it's, the column is interesting. I think because it actually defends car dealers to some extent. I, 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 I remove some of the guilt from the backs of car dealers as to why they're taking advantage of you, and I explain that they were forced into that position because of the manufacturers. Manufacturers are the perceived as the good guys, but really they're the ones that created the problem with the retail way cars are retail today. And uh, interesting read in Florida Weekly. Errol, um, Donovan happened to come in with something that fits perfectly into that. He says, Tesla is going to open its first store and delivery center in Connecticut, a state that bans direct sales. They're going to open it at the Mohegan Indian Reservation. <laughs> Bradley Hoffman of the it. Hoffman Auto Group I is not it. happy about it at all. Oh, he man. says Tesla is breaking the law <laughs> and is mad that Tesla consumers won't have dealership support. This is not the first time Tesla has opened on a reservation. It seems like a very smart way to get around dealer franchise laws in yeah. some states yeah. what's going to happen it's just almost a, every state yeah, it's, it's yeah. going to happen sooner or later so car dealers uh, you know in their hearts the manufacturers we all know that the franchise system is dead it's just a question of how long it's going to take to get the body you head, out down, of the to room. The, you head down the hard yeah. rock and drive off in a, in a new yeah. tesla <laughs> i love it indian reservation <laughs> and a, a quick note here from kyle in pennsylvania he says uh would Carvana, CarMax, and other YouTubers like Zach and Ray, it doesn't seem like the used car prices are coming down like a feather. It's much faster. Well, it depends on the feather, I guess. But, I mean, <laughs> relatively speaking, uh, they're still way <coughs> higher than they were three years ago. Used car prices are much higher today yeah. than they were three, uh, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, the way that it should be. I mean, they yeah. might have come down, but... No, I'm not you know. talking about, you know... Yeah. I'm talking about the equivalent year model. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying the, the, the way the values have gone over the last few years has been shock high. And, and Johnny Fraidley just came in and said, 
$100 casino credit with every Tesla sale. Ooh, I'll get them in the door. <laughs> We're going to go back to the phones, and we are going to talk to our favorite caller, Roadrunner Steve in Boynton. Good me, morning. Me. <laughs> good morning, everybody. How you doing? Hey, Steve. We're good. Okay, you brought up the subject of Carfax. Not everything is on a Carfax list, as you quite know. Yes. Because if you have a minor accident with only a few hundred dollars, it's not going to be reported to the insurance company to get mm -hmm. on a Carfax. That is true. With that. But who cares about that? And sometimes they miss big <laughs> repairs, too. We had a very embarrassing incident at our dealership. Uh, we sold a car, and it had been repaired by us, and it was covered by insurance, and there was no mention of it on the Carfax report. So everything falls through the cracks every now and then. You, you, mm -hmm. you should always get your car checked by a good technician as to uh, whether or not it's been in an accident. Not only that, Roadrunner, Steve, even new cars um, get damaged even before they arrive at the dealerships, and they are repaired yes, by the manufacturer before they get, get, get there, and it's not disclosed, unless it's well, a the major thing. Yes. The reason I brought that up, a friend of mine went to buy a car. He looked at the Carfax. Oh, this car is great. So I took a walk around the car because I have a car check sheet with me that I got from my uh, Mopar Power Club that I, I was in in New York. It had a list of like 50 things. Mm -hmm. I'm looking around. I'm looking at my car list. What word do I see but overspray? Yeah, orange peel. So I'm looking at the car, and guess what I see? Overspray. Yeah. So I nudged my friend with my elbow, and I shook my head. Yeah. So he goes, what's up? I said, the car's in an accident. Yeah. How do you know that? The car fact says no accident. You can see Look it. Look at the overspray. <laughs> Look at the overspray. So the deal is talking to him. My friend checks out his phone. He goes, oh, that's my wife. I got to go home. I got an emergency. <laughs> now, Steve, Carfax isn't the only game in town. AutoCheck, if you want to make a note of that, AutoCheck is a competitor with Carfax. And sometimes you'll see accidents on AutoCheck that yep. aren't on Carfax and vice versa. That's true. True, true, true. And speaking of used auto, uh, not used, but new auto parts, it cost me $14 for an air filter for my Plymouth. Is that good or bad? I used to pay $3 <laughs> or $4 for an air filter. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, everybody have a good safe day. Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. Hey, it's great hearing from you, Roadrunner. You know, do we have another caller waiting? Uh, we do not. Okay, we do not. I was going to say, um, I, I, that incident where the uh, we had a car that was repaired by the manufacturer, and I learned it when I was younger and and you know, kind of greener in the business as used car manager, and it was a heated situation with a customer that was was trading in a car, and I had a paint meter that can measure the thickness of the paint, and uh, somebody's breaking through the ceiling. <laughs> There's workers outside in the, in the other, across the hall. Um, anyway, they swore up and down. There was never an accident. And they. Uh, and this is how we came up with the co concept. If the customer believes they're right, they're right. And they did. We, ended, we took care of them. But we could not figure out what happened until eventually, through some investigation, we found out that there had been a report repair. There's, there's state laws on that in, in Florida that uh, any damage... Uh, greater than 1% of MSRP 
would have to be uh, disclosed to the customer. But uh, as Stu says, by the time the trains, planes, and automobiles, by the time a car gets to a dealer, there's a lot of reasons that it could have been some damage. And check with your state law as to what has to be disclosed. It may be, you know, 1% of a $50,000 car is a few bucks. Yeah. So it's better, it's more than a scratch. So uh, if you're going to do that, uh, uh, you know, have someone inspect the car uh, if you if you want to be ex- extra careful. Um, speaking of MSRP, I'm going to throw a curveball at you right here because I just I just you triggered a, a thought. Um, Toyota and and also what we're told is other manufacturers, and I don't know how this relates to the Monroney Act, but are, is the changing the name of MSRP to TSRP, Total Suggested Retail Price. And they've renamed the various. It doesn't necessarily change the value of things. It does not obviously include dealer-installed options. It's all manufacturer and distributor. But the all the terminology, folks. I don't know if you heard that, but that sounds like a saw is about to come through into our studio. Um, anyway, the name is changing from MSRP to TSRP, Total Suggested Retail Price. And um, I'll get more information on that for next week's show. And I'm sure you probably have some questions from Toyota. Because I don't know if that's a Rick. Can you go out there and find out what the, who the moron is with the drill? <laughs> well, he's just a, he's a guy working. Air. He doesn't know there's a radio show in here. We should put a sign outside that says "Live yeah. on the Air." Um, but um, like I said, I don't know if it's a um, federal change in federal law because MSRP is a federally mandated term, and it's also the the, the sticker that's got to go on the car. Yeah. Where is this uh, in the... Oh, this was... uh, We had a a presentation from um, our our Toyota rep, Brock. TSRP. TSRP. I also got an email about it uh, recently. It's really really kind of stupid, don't you think? It is. I don't know what the the meaning is. I was a little suspect. I asked, I said, does this allow dealers to get around, you know, MSRP and put their own equipment on it? He says, no, it excludes all that. So I said, okay, good. But I don't know what the what prompted this you know well, what is the impetus I, you talk about southeast toyota um i don't know if it's southeast toyota or tmna I, I, to me because what we got here is we got a distributorship i think no i think it is tmna i think it's coming from national toyota because yeah, okay. that's it's going to be listed as on the whole Manoni label southeast toyota attaches the right side to it so um yeah it, it's a toyota thing yeah very good i think rick stopped the drilling if I he comes so. back with blood on his hands, <laughs> I'm going to be very, very upset. It was yeah. unnecessary yeah. to go out there and, and do choose violence. Do we have any violence. callers, Nancy? We do not. We, we don't, do but I have call. a, um, a uh, uh, anonymous feedback here. It says, I disagree with Earl's assessment. Um, I think GM is holding back on car manufacturing. Say again? It says, I disagree with Earl's assessment. I think that GM is holding back on car manufacturing. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, uh, we, we all have these theories. I, I think General Motors and Ford and Toyota, the rest of them, they're awfully big targets. And uh, the consequences for, uh, there's there's some antitrust laws and some price-fixing laws. There's a lot of very, very strong laws that would that could just take a corporation and bankrupt right. them. And I, so mentioned I, I just don't think they would take that chance to withhold production be, deliberately there, to, to raise. There's so many in a conspiracy. There's so many tendrils and yeah. things. And uh, just going over to Toyota, you, we had the same um, 
the same question about Toyota, like conspiring to hold back production. There's so many communications that are uh, would be used in a in a huge lawsuit by dealers and consumers. It's it's you know what I'm saying it would there's normal people acting on information. No yeah. one is is and, and, and plus plus the fact I think one thing in capitalism, everybody wants to be big and the right. biggest and dominate uh, almost everybody, and so therefore the competition. It's your best friend. The listeners to this show, I say it over and over again, competition is your best friend. What happened with competition with auto manufacturers and with dealers is it got so intense in order to survive the dealer franchise system, which are, they're, they're, they're in, it's engraved in stone. The dealers can't be fired. They can't be dismissed. And you have too many dealers and really too many manufacturers and too many vehicles and therefore, the only way dealers could sell would be to lie, cheat, and steal. And that's where we are now. Right. And uh, uh, they created this monster, and, and uh, they don't have it in them to withhold production. They just, right. it's, it's the nature of the beast. That's the reason it's I too, titled it Nature of the Beast. It's too big. Uh, Toyota wants to be number one. Chevrolet wants to be number one. Honda wants to be number one. And they just crank those cars out if they can, if they have the supply of microchips, et cetera. They'll build too many cars again. And we'll be right back where we started. They also know that there's a mad rush towards EVs, and no manufacturer is going to sit on lots and lots of gas cars that in three years might not, nobody might want. <laughs> Right. <laughs> everything they've built and everything they're planning to build has got to go, and right. they got to push them to dealers, and that's what's happening. And right. uh, we we know because we're here, <laughs> we're in the middle of it. Um, got a text from Jonathan in Delray. He says uh, he's talking about the comment about Agent Lightning. If a customer shows up even one minute before closing, that customer will be served the same care and courtesy as if it was midday. No exceptions. If that's not acceptable, close your business. And I think we are all, yeah. Smart guy. I mean, it's shocking to me. That's the reason I'm sure this was a dealer. Uh, And a lot of, you know, having uh, been in the, we are in the business. And let me tell you something. I'll just, I'll empathize with my salespeople and my salesperson. too. It wasn't a dealer. The dealer wants you to take care of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, sales is hard. And you work a lot of hours. And a lot of it, it's, it's either panic busy or nothing to do and to have to at nine o'clock at night uh if you're open till nine at eight thirty, there's nobody in the dealership usually most nights right so everybody hates the idea you want to go home and have dinner you want to take your wife out to a movie uh i mean people have things they want to do and it's very tempting to lock that door and get out of there. And, of course, I raise hell or Stu raises hell when that happens at our dealership because we say we're open till 9 o'clock. And it, it, it's not easy for the people that work there. When they're they're thinking about that uh, pot roast in the oven, they're ready to get home and have <laughs> have something to eat. Mm. And next thing you know, the guy walks in and says, let me uh, see what you got to sell. And let, you know it's going to be a long, Let me long, kick some tires for an hour. It's going to be a two-hour <laughs> affair. So I... I, I have empathy, but the customer's king. If you want to be success, you got to do whatever the customer wants you to do. If you don't care, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And, and hopefully the, the business establishment staffs accordingly. You, you don't need to have 20 uh, salespeople at, you know, a half hour before closing. Yeah. You usually have one or two, and, and, that's just, and they rotate that. So this guy at the Porsche dealership, I think it was just uh, yeah. a little cranky. Yeah. 
Um, I got a text. Uh, who's this from? I don't know. Oh, from Kyle. Um, the thing that Tesla did better than anything, than anything is make themselves an appealing luxury brand that people want. Chevy doesn't have that, so the market for a $40,000 uh, $40, compact electric Chevy was very limited. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. I've never understood why. I don't think of my Tesla Plaid as a luxury car, but it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, But, you know, that's, I guess it's all about price. Well, it is, and speaking of that, <clears throat> uh, Negan um, has uh, sent, sent, sent some information over on this on the new Lucid Sapphire. And I don't know if you heard about the, that one. It's the $250,000 super luxury car from Lucid, all electric. Um, unfortunately for you, it will beat the, uh, the Tesla Plaid, um, the Tesla Model S Plaid um, in a race. I don't know by how much. <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I heard about that. Uh, Negan's, Negan actually sent some pictures. He's driving his, uh, his old 2010 Ford Raptor by the Lucid plant right now. Well, when he sent the picture. And he sent some pictures of uh, the of the manufacturing facility with a bunch of with a bunch of lucid em, uh, lucid emeralds parked out front. So or sapphires parked out front. Unfortunately for Tesla, lucid will probably be out of business in a few months. So. Well, they're selling it for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, so it's a limited limited market for that vehicle. Interesting. Okay, folks, I see by the clock that uh, we are going to go to the. Mystery Shopping Report, and uh, as I said earlier, Agent Lightning did a fabulous job, uh, and uh, she went to Ed Moore's Delray Toyota. Uh, it's really important that we hear from you what you think about the Mystery Shopping Report, and you can vote. Your vote is very important. You can do so at 772-497-6530. And now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay. Mystery Shop of Ed Morris Delray Toyota, speaking in the first person, if I were Agent Lightning. I arrived in the evening and noticed a salesman sitting outside as I walked into the dealership. I tried not to make eye contact with him, but he smiled real big, asked me if there was anything he could do to help me this evening. I said I was just checking out the hybrid Sequoia and pointed to the one parked right by the front door. He replied, okay, great. Would you like me to get the keys for you? I replied, yes, as long as it's available. He started to walk away, but then turned around with his hand extended, introduced himself as Ernie. <laughs> Shook my hand, said he'd be right back with the keys. And as I say always about mystery shopping reports, we name names and people. That's, there really is an Ernie, yeah. and there really is an Ed Worth Del Rey Toyota. And we always and, get interesting names. And, and that's, uh, so, you know, we, and if, if we're lying, we're going to get sued about this, probably. Um, Continuing. Am I identifying myself as a as a Gen Xer if I picture Ern, picture for Ernie from Sesame Street um, as you're reading this report? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I worked for the Maroni label. I looked for the Maroni label, but couldn't find it. Here we go again. Okay, uh, can't find the Maroni label. So I opened the passenger door and saw it, along with an addendum, the infamous addendum. They were both on the passenger seat. Both were laminated with plastic. So that's premeditated. And as we talked about last week. It didn't fall off yeah, right. and, and become last laminated week, on the way down to the seat. Just <laughs> magically <laughs> fell in that machine. Uh, federal law says that you have to have the Monroney label affixed by the manufacturer when the car is built. And it must remain stuck to that windshield or window 
until the customer removes it when they buy it retail. That's the law. Uh, the penalty is $1,000 per offense. It's, it's death. And it's, uh, don't, I've never heard of anyone being penalized. So that's, that's probably why they're laminating the, it. The problem, I, we had a caller earlier that says, I don't know why we need more federal laws. Well, we, uh, he's right. Uh, we don't need more federal laws. We need to enforce the ones we already got. So here we are, uh, Ed Morris, uh, Delroy Toyota, violating the federal law. And uh, if uh, Ed wants to stab me in the back by suing me, he can do it. But you're going to lose because Wacky you're breaking the law, Ed. And it's actually Teddy, by the way. Uh, MSRP for the new 2023 Toyota Sakura Platinum Hybrid was 80000 Three hundred and thirty-one dollars mm-hmm. MSRP. That's pretty, pretty hefty. Eighty thousand, three hundred thirty-one dollars. The addendum added six thousand four hundred eighty-eight dollars to the price for the Ed Morris safety package. Ed Morris has got your back for six thousand four hundred eighty-eight dollars for their safety package. Safety package. <laughs> Which included? What, what, yeah. What's in a safety package? Yeah, here we go. This is what's worth six thousand four hundred eighty-eight dollars. Wheelox, an antiviral treatment. <laughs> you know, this is a carryover from COVID, but he, he's keeping the antiviral treatment. The addendum also disclosed a $999 dealer fee. Which, that's a positive thing. Which was not in the 6498 No, no, that's additional. They started doing this, I remember, back in the days of Scion, um, when everybody was posting like yeah. one price, and they required them to put a dealer fee. Uh, Ed Morris started doing that, and it's been doing it for the last... 20 years. Okay, continuing the sh- uh, report here at Ed Morris Del Rey Toyota, as promised, uh, was it? Oh, yeah, uh, Ernie, yeah. As pro- Ernie returned just a few minutes and asked if I wanted to go on a longer test drive on Highway, uh, on highway 95 or just uh, locals, uh, stating that if we stayed local, we wouldn't need to get a plate. Now, I can't quite figure that one out. That's, I, I, I figured it out, but yeah. I mean... I mean, if you're, like, within a block of the dealership, <laughs> a, a cop is not going to pull you over. He knows yeah, that there's, yeah. you know, cars going on test drives. So uh, I said I'm, I'm not good, uh, good going on I-95 during rush hour, so off we went without a plate. Ernie went over all the safety features of the Sequoia while I drove and was quite knowledgeable. We drove down US-1 for a while and then headed back to the dealership. We pulled in. He asked me... Uh, what I thought and how soon I was looking to buy the car. I said I was, uh, I really liked it a lot. I love my hybrid, I have now. He didn't ask what I was driving, he's curious. Mm-hmm. So he just wanted to know if I was going to be trading in a car. I said, no, I needed an additional car. I said, one thing I don't like is a hefty markup. Ernie said they could work with me on that since they're approaching the end of the month and have quotas uh, they need to meet. So right away, he, uh, he agreed to haggle. I smiled and said, great. I'd like to see what it would cost me then. We headed back inside and noticed that they had the same identical sequoia on the showroom floor, surrounded by big one-day sales event signs all around it. That's, so, a, that's a Toyota. So, 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 that's a Toyota national thing. Right <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but the irony here yeah. is, I mean, uh, there's, there's a sequoia sitting outside, identical one in the showroom. Uh, the one outside cost all the money. You're quoted all the money, but when you go inside, suddenly there's no. no, no. <laughs> it might have looked like that, but they're just dealership we wa- decorations. We walked over to a table. Oh, decorations, yeah, right. Oh, they are. It's a Toyota well, thing, the, and there's the not obvious really much to it. Yeah. intent was to make you think that there's big discounts. Yeah. 
We walked over to a table where Ernie pulled out the chair for me to have a seat, asked for my license and phone number. He then inquired if I was looking to lease or purchase. I said purchase. He excused himself uh, to speak with his manager and returned a few minutes later with a worksheet and went over the figures, the infamous worksheet. They all use them. Top line labeled market value selling price was the MSRP, 80331 I hate it that they use selling because a selling price is what you sell the car for, and this is what not what they're going to sell the car for. That's worse. Uh, they added the Edmore safety package, which brought the total to $86,819. To the total purchase price, which as I just said is not the purchase price, they added $6,488. And to purchase it, you got to pay that. So how can, uh, I'm, I'm confusing myself. They, they, they added $291 in taxable fees, which are more junk fees, a $999 dealer service fee, junk fee, and, and, and inflated uh, $789 in non-tax fees. Uh, I suspect, and that was puffed yeah. up. Yeah, they puffed up a little That's bit. puffed up. So they weren't really all non-tax fees. Some were. Bottom line, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the breath here. The bottom line out-the-door price was $94,210. And, and just keep in mind, sales tax and all in that, in that, yeah. that walk-up from selling to it was yeah. only 5000 So that's all profit, <laughs> mostly. I asked about them uh, working with me on the price, and he said, well, this car could actually be sold at auction for much more. That is true. That, that's why it's marked up so much. And there's some, some truth, not much, but you, uh, car dealers can sell uh, new cars now at auctions for over MSRP, depending on the make and model. Uh, it used to be almost commonplace uh, when it was really intense, uh, and there were virtually no cars available, uh, but not so much anymore today. Uh, that's why it's marked up so much. You said this is a starting price. Starting price. How soon are you wanting to buy? I said, well, I'd like to finalize, uh, finalize this tonight, but definitely not with that markup plus the $9.99 dealer fee. He then asked what price I would buy at tonight. Hmm. I replied, well, I'm not even wasting my husband's time because I already know the the answer, so give me your best price, and then I'll decide from there. He asked if I have my own financing or if I'll be using theirs. I said, likely we'll go through your financing here. And it doesn't say this in the shopping report, but I'm sure his heart started to beat a little faster. Skip the beat. A little smile on his face, and I just made that up. But they want you to finance because they make more money financing sometimes than they do selling. Ernie excused himself again, returned a few minutes later after chit-chatting with a sales manager, sat right down, got to business saying, Ernie here, oh, this is a sales manager. Ernie tells me, uh, you're willing to buy now if we can remove the markup. This is really, really surprising when I read this. I said, well, I'll definitely have a serious discussion with my husband. He then said, okay, <laughs> I'll take it off if you buy right now. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of money, yeah. right? Uh, I replied, will you put that in writing? He then took his pen out. This is a sales manager yeah. at Ed Morris Delray Toyota and wrote minus $6,488. So they came down enormously. Uh, and Ernie went in there and said, hey, boss, I'm yeah. telling you right now, she's taking home tonight. If, if you take that off, she's, she's driving yeah. home yeah. tonight. I got yeah. one. Yeah. 
I, I said, I'm going to step outside and try to reach my husband. Now she's worried about how am I going to get out of here because right, right, right. Agent Lightning had to be surprised too. Yeah. Ernie worked out with me. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I didn't even when I, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just. I mean, wow, yeah, did, right. did Agent Lightning start to run toward her car? She I started to trot. <laughs> and I acted like I just saw the big ones sales, sales event. even signs. Sorry, sales and event. The big big one sales event. event. And then asked him about that. He smirked and said, we're a dealership. We always have big sales going on to attract customers. I laughed said, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot by, by foot by taking this deal. If I could save you more money, he replied, I can always present any, and boy, <laughs> he, he added, this guy was really, really willing to work. <laughs> I like this. I like this phrase. It must've been in They came repertoire. down $6,488. And he's still willing to come more. I mean, I wish Agent Lightning had stayed to see how far they would have gone. Well, because the, these Sequoia hybrids aren't flying off the shelves. I mean, it's a very yeah. low yeah. production vehicle. He's anyway. I thanked him uh, as Agent Lightning, and then walked uh, the other way to leave. But really, that <laughs> was an exciting. Very brave. Uh, uh, and the funny thing is, we had a call right after the show started about Ed Moore's Delray Toyota, and Stu says, "There's this is a coincidence yeah. that we happened to shop Ed Moore's Delray Toyota. We did not." The caller was talking about uh, their their service department, a bad yeah. experience, and yeah. so we hit him with the one two today. wasn't planned. So there we have it. And uh, uh, just for for your information, Toyotas are in better supply now uh, than most cars, and uh, they have uh, nationally. They have like a almost a 60-day supply, 59-day supply, and uh, uh, some dealers don't, some dealers do. Uh, so uh, you're you're we better don't. off <laughs> with Toyota than you were uh, a year ago for sure. To get your votes in, you can text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, we're waiting to hear from all of you. It's very important that you do vote and let us know how you feel about the mystery shopping report. Uh, from uh, Ed Morse Delray Toyota. Okay, we have some uh, customer. I mean, we have some uh, grades coming in. <laughs> I'll give Ed Morse. Um, who, who sent this in? Um, I got no name. Oh, it's from Kyle. I'll give Ed Morse an F plus <laughs> for getting rid of getting rid of the three ninety nine nitrogen fee. <laughs> um, Bob says four years ago it would have been an F. But in today's world, it's a C because, unfortunately, dealers have become really greedy. You know, I was I was thinking about giving them credit for disclosing the dealer fee on the addendum label <clears throat> because at least, you know, the customers knew they had it coming. If you open up the door and look on the passenger seat and actually find the Manoni label. So I don't really know what the, the point is. I, I think it's... Um, convenience for the dealership to do that i don't know if it's really to hide hide it because it's there they see yeah, it the, the, the florida automobile dealers association, dealers association recommends you put your dealer fee on the addendum level yeah um so i got another question here i got it from steve we got a c from steve um frank says enjoy your mr shopping report each week f uh, keep up the great work um Oh, I have a question here. What is the what's the invoice on that eighty thousand dollar Tundra? That's a great question. There's a lot of there's a lot of markup. I'm going to say there's probably about four, uh, three and a half to four thousand dollars in markup without the uh, a couple of thousand dollars, a few thousand dollars in holdback. So 
I'd say if they sold it just at MSRP, it's probably a seven or $8,000 deal, um, maybe 9000 With the addendum, obviously, <laughs> they, they get a lot more. I'm going to give them a lower than, uh, than a C. I don't think that – I think that goes um, – I'm, I'm going to give them a C minus. Okay. Here on the YouTube channels, we've got uh, Tom Steckle says F worthless package plus fake taxable fees plus dealer fees. I'd have asked him if we could take a test drive up to Lake Park. Tim Gilliland <laughs> fees, fees, fees equals F, F, F. Uh, oh, Cliff Manthe, I redacted his. Let's see if we give him a moment, see if he comes back. Brian said, Latko, I was going to give Ed Morris an F. However, after the negotiation, they deserve a C. Johnny Z. Fraidley, dot, dot, dash, dot, is Ed Morse code for F. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I don't know, because I a lot of things I don't like with the, the, the Monroney being down on the seat, all this, the games they're playing there. But the fact that they were willing to work on that price immediately, um, I'm going to say a C minus because I think if you're going in there, you're prepared to buy and you've got your weapons lined up, I think you can get a pretty decent deal. Yeah. Okay. Nancy? Bad news. <laughs> Let me tell you. I read this three times. Hit them hard, Mama. Pardon me? <laughs> I said, hit him hard. <laughs> hit him hard, Mama. Okay. Uh, I, I just can't believe any of this. You know, week in, week out, and every once in a while, you know, it just knocks you off your chair. And uh, I, I certainly don't know what an antiviral treatment or whatever, whatever the hell they called it. And please stay away from the big one sales event. Yeah. I give... Uh, the mystery shop of Edmore's Toyota in Delray, NF. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give them a C because uh, I think that's very average, especially for South Florida. And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, if you're a haggler and a negotiator and you don't mind going through all that Agent Lightning went through, uh, you can probably negotiate a pretty good price at Edmore's. They come right, down pretty quick. Because you know that Ernie and his sales manager are weak as circus lemonade because they come yeah, right it's, down it's old it's old school traditional haggle hassle Sorry. and that is that average and that's a problem so yeah uh, i'm gonna give them a c and uh uh you, know, you say i would i would recommend you go down there if you're a good negotiator uh got a quick note here from john strine that i wanted to bring this one out he says the big three automakers have an oversupply of product but you claim toyota is not limiting production on purpose Sorry, not buying it. I waited for over a year for my Toyota from your dealership and finally gave up and bought a Honda. That must mean that they're holding back on production then. Toyota's losing <laughs> market share with this strategy. It's, I mean, I'm just saying it, it is his opinion, but uh, a, he's, everybody's he's entitled yeah, I, I, I'm just saying that having been in the business uh, the 50 years and knowing the manufacturers right. quite well, they don't ever but, hold but, back on but production. It's, also, it's based on more than that. It's yeah. not just what we know. We've okay, got going folks, on right now. Uh, we have about two minutes left. That gives me time uh, to mention Earl's Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Don't forget, you go to Amazon or you can go to Earl's book and you can purchase this book, and uh, it is timeless. 19.99 for the book, 
all proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. Speaking <laughs> of Big Dog Ranch, you can go to www. Excuse me, www.bdrr.org, and you can take a look at all the dogs that are up for adoption. And we want to send out a special hello to Solly and uh, everyone out there. Everyone, thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you right back here next week, Saturday morning, 8 a.m.